episode 95 of the All the Books Show, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. We talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Mickles. Better late than never. I'm Nick Gunning. That's true. Nick have we very ever? Late. Have we ever recorded on a Wednesday before? Ugh, I don't know. I think this might be the first time. Maybe it was a busy week. Maybe we recorded on a Wednesday in order to be ahead of the ahead game. Ahead of the like, game. We're recording okay. Monday's Wednesday, yeah. and then on Monday. Yeah. But no, this is the opposite yeah, of being. Yeah, well. Yeah. Our schedule's just seven line. It's I feel like I haven't seen world. you in forever. I know. How are you? You look great. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'm Nick Gunning. Did I say that? Yeah. And you're Eric you Michaels. Said better late I, than it's been Nick so Gunning. long. Yeah. It's, I, I don't, don't even know how to do this. I don't even remember. Yeah. So... Well, I'm going yeah. to start us off with a bit of book news. Uh, the Bailey's Prize for Women's Fiction was announced on June 7th, so mm-hmm. we have the results for you here. We, we went had... over the long list, we went over the short list, and here we are with the winner. Did you want to say something? Yes, I had a guinea pig named Bailey. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the Bailey's Prize for Women's Fiction is the UK's most prestigious annual book award for fiction written by a woman. Founded in 1996, the prize was set up to celebrate excellence, originality, and accessibility in writing by women throughout the world. <laughs> okay. The winner this year is The Power by Naomi Alderman. Had we talked about the nominees for this before? Yeah, we did long okay. lists and short thought, lists. Yeah. But it's, been a, it's a long process, so it's been probably right. months since yeah. we talked about it. Uh, Na- the Power by Naomi Alderman, which is coming out in October. It's not yet out, so we will have it Whoa, when it comes. is that fair? I know. She throws her head back and pushes her chest forward and lets go a huge blast right into the center of his body. The rivulets and streams of red scarring run across his chest and up around his throat. She's put her hand on his heart and stopped him dead what the heck did you just read suddenly tomorrow or the day after girls find that with a flick of their fingers they can inflict agonizing pain and even death with this single twist the four lives at the heart of naomi alderman's extraordinary visceral novel are utterly transformed and we look at the world in an entirely new light what if the power were in women's hands the power by naomi alderman coming to a library near you in October of 2017. That's so, scary. congratulations to Naomi Alderman, and you can find that and more yeah. here at the David A. Howe Public Library. Mm-hmm. So, that's what I got. Yeah. Uh, let's talk Bookmark. Okay. What have you been reading, Cowboy? Uh, I'm trying to. Is Cowboy, does that work for you? I, I don't know. Okay. Also, saying Bookmark that way makes it sound like. We have a guy named Mark. Who's oh, yeah. Books. Bookmark. Hey, Bookmark. Have you read that one? Well, actually, I'm only reading the classics at this point. Yeah. Thanks, thanks Bookmark. Thanks, Bookmark. Jeez. Real helpful. Yeah. Hashtag not helpful. A uh, good novel hasn't been written in approximately 100 years. <laughs> Get off the mic, please. <laughs> yeah. Bookmark. Jeez. It's pretty bad when uh, you're so nerdy, Smarticus could make fun of you. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. Well, actually, the best novel was written 75 years ago. I wish you'd known oh, that. Okay, Roger, can you get both of these out of here? Yeah. Thank you. Hold Thank on. you, Roger. I think we got too many characters I on think we stage do too. Right too many our producers telling us to wrap this up, so let's, <laughs> let's move on All to right. the next. Clint McGavin, get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> You're out of order! <laughs> pew, 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 pew! Woo! Right. Highlights. Yeah. All right, so are you what, were worried that all these characters reading? are going to come to life in a weird, I don't know, Indian in the cupboard meets... Uh, if you if you mean by worried, I mean excited for the possibility. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but aren't you worried that they'll like take over and we'll have to like catch them and stuff? A little, like oh no, Clint McGavin's really trying to but solve think, the case. But we got to get him off. I think we're up to the task. Okay, so sure. folks, start your fan fiction. Man, that right is going to be a fun coming of age story for you and I. I absolutely agree, uh, especially because we're both over thirty. Yeah, now. we've we've come of age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Dad would pay wow, look, head. I'm so impressed with you. You were able to just say flat out that you're over 30 without, like, putting your head under a blanket or something. Good for you. <laughs> you don't look a day over 40, so that's Thanks, great. Thanks, man. Really? Mm-hmm. Somebody just called me a kid. 
Really? Yeah, somebody said... Were uh, they 78? They weren't. I don't know. Okay. They were just like, that's, right. that's a good kid. That's fine. I'm like, well, I'm 30. Okay. Uh, I read Swamp Thing Volume 2 from the New 52 oh, by yes. uh, Scott Snyder. Scotty Snyder. You know what you and I forgot? Of Batman fame. Because... Uh, the new Fifty Two yeah. of the DC Comics yeah. that started Rest back in, in peace, new 2011. Wow! And so the last time I read, I read Swamp Thing Volume One in 2011. Wow! And I think what we forgot because we had the same issues with uh, Scott Snyder's Batman. Yeah, is that some of the titles were like ten issue storylines to start. Yeah, but they split them up in like six right. issue volumes. Yeah. So when I picked up Volume Two. Six years after I read the first volume, right. it was in the middle of a story that I had forgotten everything about. Yeah. And then... That's not a good practice. And then the next issues, after that, that storyline ended, was about... Was coming off of another story that would have yeah, been an I Animal hate, Man I hate volume that. two. So it was just... It was just a whole collection of nonsense for me. Yeah. I'm like, well, this was not... This was the first Swamp Thing I've ever read yeah. where I didn't enjoy myself. <laughs> so, but then... Maybe I shouldn't have waited six years. Yeah, I think, I, I think you and Scott Snyder both share a little bit of the blame. Yeah, all right. So. Then I read uh, Justice League, volume uh, seven and eight. Oh, these end. Dark Side. The new right? 52 Justice League run. Oh, okay. And then we're into Rebirth. So we, we have, have all these, We have them all, folks. We have the whole Justice League run. The whole run. Although, um, good luck finding them. We've this had is a, the Dark Side War. Yeah. Pretty boring. We've had our Wonder Woman display up, which includes yeah. our Justice League titles, and yeah. we're like, everything's out of stock. Yeah. So you just returned these? Yeah, but so they maybe, checked out. Oh, okay. Yeah, they <laughs> There left. we go. So, thumbs up, thumbs down? No, it's... I mean, I gave them three stars because, like, together, I felt like it... But it's just kind of... Th- this is Jeff Jones, and he just doesn't get the character Darkseid, I don't feel. He yeah. just kind of makes him, like, a bruiser. And Darkseid's never really appeared that way to me. Uh-huh. Darkseid's this big, monstrous overlord of this planet, and yes. he has people to do the dirty work for him. Right. But he's also very powerful that you don't want to fight him. Yeah. But people are always fighting it when Jeff Johns is writing it. True. Just, like, punching him and everything. And it's just... Punching him right in the face. Like, it was a big deal. In the old Superman cartoon, Darkseid gave Superman a lot of deep. trouble. Okay. Uh, and it wasn't until the That's series scallywag. finale. Yeah. Series finale. Yes. Yeah. The series finale. You I said, said it right. Finale. Yeah. Um, that Superman and Darkseid actually went to fisticuffs. Okay. And it was just because, like, Superman had just, like, blown up everything. He's like, fine, let's do this. And, like, that was, like, great. But... In the comics now, he's just like just backhanding everybody. Superman. Also, they call it the Dark Side War. Yeah. It's a battle that lasts for a few issues, but in the world, it probably only lasted like an hour. Yeah. And it's just like, that's not, that's not a war. Like the Sinestro Corps War. <laughs> no sense of scale. The, the Green Lantern storyline that was the Sinestro Corps really War. really nerdy up Where front, Green Lantern fought the Yellow Lanterns. Oh, boy. Yeah. That was a war. It was. That was on multiple fronts. It took over multiple things. It felt like it was a full-scale war. Uh-huh. This is just like... It's just the Justice League fighting Darkseid, fighting the Anti-Monitor. Okay. So, apparently the Anti-Monitor is, uh, uh, I can't remember the new god who can who travels around on his chair, his Mobius chair. Uh-huh. You I, know who I I'm talking about? Metron. Okay. Uh, Metron's chair, the Mobius chair, apparently, uh, it belongs to Anti-Monitor, whose name is Mobius. Okay. So. So, after all that, you would recommend picking up this two-part yeah, sure, series? It's fun. Okay. For some right. people. So some can, people are probably like, it. sick. Okay. Batman gets in the Mobius chair and he finds out that the Joker, right. his real identity, for more, but, yeah. is three Jokers. Okay. That there's been three Jokers. Uh-huh. Like the 19, the original Joker, yeah. the Joker that we saw in the 80s, or, you know, the Joker that like Denny O'Neill wrote. Yeah. Um, 
the Joker fish storylines, right. and then today's Joker. Interesting. That's all. Okay. So, spoiler. Uh, how do we get any listeners back? I have no idea. That was the longest thing <laughs> we, that's ever happened. We cut this, do yeah. it as a separate episode, and <laughs> yeah. then start again. Yeah, I guess so. So, uh, anything else that you read that? No, week? I need to read Cabin and Woman in Cabin okay. Ten. Yeah. And it's just been hard because I've heard mixed things about it, and it seems so silly. But you, okay, will talk about that on your I, bookmark. I will. Sure. All right, real books happening now. All right. So I did read The Woman in Cabin Ten. You finish it? I did. Yep. Uh, and I guess. I was fine with it, is mm-hmm. how it turns out. I mean, yeah. I, if you want to compare it to Gone Girl or Girl on the Train, which I suppose you have to because uh-huh. it's like flawed characters yeah. and murder and you don't yeah. really know what's going on, yeah. um, then it doesn't stack up well. Okay. I think if you're just you're a fan of mysteries, uh, it's kind of classic in that mm-hmm. it has sort of a rear windowy vibe where she sees like something and she's not quite sure. They're on yeah. a cruise ship, so it's like kind of a bottled... Uh, story mm-hmm. um and the scale is really small you okay. know it's just it's just involves a few people and there's not like cops involved so mm-hmm. it's a small scale mystery on a cruise ship where nobody's quite sure of the facts right so it's all kind of classic tropes of that genre mm-hmm. and i think if you just look at it as its own thing you can sit through read it in a couple of hours and have a good time right i think if you're expecting something like epic and exciting and like this is totally new you're not gonna get it i think right. if you just read girl on the train and you pick this up you're gonna be like well that was a watered down version mm-hmm. um so i guess it depends on how you go into it water logged I version thought, yeah i thought it was a solid three star like i was interested enough to go on recognizing mm-hmm. that it's not a particularly good book right. so i that's what i would say if you want a good yeah. like sort of fun escape kind of a book right do it um, if you want something big and grand and great Probably not the one. My wife read that, hated it. Yeah. She hated uh, Woman in Cabin 10. Yeah, she I was read... surprised that she she commented a lot about how she hated the reader. And yeah. I listened to the audiobook for a lot of it as well. Yeah. She didn't bother me at all, so. Uh, but she just yeah. read Into the Water, Paula Hawkins' new novel. Oh, yeah. And loved it. Okay. So she said Paula Hawkins does it again. Okay. So, so Paula Hawkins, author of Girl on yeah, the Train. Yeah, actually, I think she said. This is her follow-up to yeah, Girl on the Train. I think she said. She and she liked it maybe more than Girl on a Train. I can't. Interesting. Remember. I uh, look forward to reading it. I haven't yet. Yeah, but so and you'll have to be book clubbing into the water someday. Yeah, so. except everybody hated Girl on the Train, so I doubt that I would do it. Oh, yeah. Mm. When we book clubbed it, I loved it, but everybody you think, else. You think did. the people who hated Girl on the Train are going to like Woman in Cabin Ten in your book club? They might because yeah. of the scale. You right, know, yeah. it is a lot more familiar. I think to yeah. like mystery fans, so it's possible. That Plus, who doesn't love like enjoy it, but... boat adventures? Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. Is there a part where like they're I... going into the storm and they have to like batten everything down and get ready, and like yeah. somebody goes overboard and somebody has to get them? No, nothing like ah. that. I think when you start to read it, it's possible that you'll enjoy it, uh-huh. understanding that it's what it is. Uh-huh. You know, with no expectations. Yeah. I think you could. I think you could okay. get into it. So um, you were able to get to the part where she informs. <laughs> The yeah. people that she heard yeah, a body the, in the yeah, water. The security you're officer able, comes, and it really to... played out exactly the way we've been mocking I, it for the last like just... calendar year. It really was. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, or is it possible you heard something else?" And she was like, "No, impossible. It was a body." You know, it's like, man, <laughs> where have I heard this conversation yeah. hundreds of times? Great. So it well, was. It was a good time. Yeah, okay. it was a good time. <laughs> so you know, I, I, with reservations, I would say, yeah, pick it up. Okay. I also read Thrawn by Timothy Zahn. I don't see any reason why you'd pick that up. Okay. So it was just, uh, I mean, if you're not a Star Wars fan, you can just tune out. I'll try to be quick. Uh, (laughs) Well, I just talked about 
I, I know. I just I know. About, I'm trying so. to be. I'm trying to be sympathetic to these people. But basically, <laughs> the classic like Thrawn trilogy, classic of the Star Wars genre, I right. should say. He's just this brilliant tactician and is a totally different kind of enemy. And this is supposed to be. I thought that it was supposed to be like an origin and something that ties him more in with like Vader and the Emperor and all uh-huh. that. Uh, did not do that. And the origin part of it was just you kind of see him rise up through the ranks and like, yep, that's Thrawn. He's cunning and tactful. I didn't think there was anything new added did into you mean, it. I thought it was a completely pointless read. Did you so. mean he was cunning and tactical? Or did you mean tactful? Well, like he he handles the situations well with tact, with okay. tact. Yeah. Right. but yes, he's also a tactician, which is confusing. Yes. So. Oh, Thrawn, what do you think of my wife's painting? Yeah. Oh, it's she definitely it's, has an imagination, doesn't she? I have to go. I guess what you'd call the epilogue was what I hoped the book would be, ah. like him interacting with actual characters, because outside of that, mm. it really could have been just a sci-fi novel, uh-huh. uh, totally unconnected yeah. to Star Wars. So I was very disappointed in yeah. it. Timothy Zahn fans, you'll probably find some things that you like in there, but yeah. not good. I read two graphics uh, that I'll mention quickly. Volume 1 of Supergirl Rebirth. Supergirl this story Rebirth. was okay, but all of the stuff... Rain, with, like, Rise of the Superman Cyborg? Reign of the Cyborg Superman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it really desperately tried to bring it in line with the TV show, all to its detriment. So wow. anything that was like, you're working for this agency, and here's oh. your family... Was totally so sick of superheroes working with. I know. I hate it. Agencies. I hate it, especially a character like Supergirl. So yeah. that's another one. Where I do I think, like, like that. If you just follow the, and also it's a volume one, mm-hmm. and it's the most epic thing I've ever read. So right. I have no idea what they're going to do yeah. with volume two. It's too bad. Uh, Very mixed. Very mixed response it's to this. Too bad book. the Netflix shows, the Marvel Netflix shows, are so violent for yeah. you because. None of them work with I know, agencies. I know. I, do, I still want to watch them. So. Uh, and I read Green Hornet Parallel Lives, which it says... I want it. It says the cover is like a prequel to the movie. In no way was this a prequel to the movie. So I'm very sure that they just tacked that on at the end. Because it was just a Kato backstory. And oh, not a prequel the, to the Seth Rogen movie. Yeah, and not the Kato Jeez. that you even see in that movie. It made no sense. If any so movie fun, needed a prequel story, it was the Seth Rogen Green Hornet film. So that's it for me. Yeah. I'm I'm currently reading uh, Whistling Past the Graveyard by Susan Crandall, you which read that is a pretty... No, I haven't. Oh, no. Book Club just started that. Yeah. Okay. Which is a pretty... Uh, I don't know. It's kind of a tough read so far. It's about a mm-hmm. nine-year-old girl yeah. who runs away, and yeah. uh, it's all from her perspective. So it's kind of like... It took some time to get yeah. into it, and still, it's like, wow, here and there. But I think it's going to be a good read. Right. And I just <laughs> started rereading The Testament by John Grisham, which we're doing... Rereading? You never reread. re-read. I know I don't. We're we're doing this because it fits perfectly with the theme of the adult summer reading program, which is uh, building, building a better a world. world. Yeah, and that starts um, June twenty sixth. So this is our pick for that one. I read this book when I was seventeen, mm-hmm. so it's been seventeen years right. since I read it, uh, and I just didn't feel like I could really lead a discussion on it. So I'm mm-hmm. I've been listening to the audio book, trying to sort of catch back up on it. It's all coming back to me very quickly. Mm-hmm. I loved this book as a seventeen year old. So somebody we'll see just, how I feel. Somebody. Now. A listener just did the math of you being 17, 17 years ago. Yeah. And just did a spit take. Yeah. Are you how old? Yeah, I know, because I, I sound so young and fresh. Yeah, but yeah. no. 22. No. That's, that's no. your voice. No. Oh, like I sound like a 22-year-old. Wow, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank Mainly because you. you keep talking about uh, how you just got out of college and you really understand right. the world. Sure. It's just, yeah. It's just yeah, I know about, everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's it for me. My I'm history re- degree is going to change books. the world. <laughs> yeah. I do want to read the new Paula Hawkins. There's a bunch of stuff out right now that I want to read. So I'm trying to power through these. Are you going to read that? Is it Women in the Castle? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, oh boy, I I picked up Bear Country by the way while we're talking about books we've been Bear Town. Bear Town. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was gonna read it because the cover looks great, and I was sort of intrigued by it. I Every- thought. The writing was so like weird in nineties. It was like the people wake up like reaching for their drug of choice, caffeine, nicotine, or alcohol. And I was like, oh. And it was like they, they talk with their answering machine voices. I was like, who has an answering machine? Like when yeah. is this book set? Yeah. So I put it back down because I really didn't like it at okay. all. Women in the Castle, I thought I might put it on the book club for next year. Okay. Save, so save I probably will eventually read it. Yes. Okay. Yep. Thanks for asking. No problem. Let's talk book news. Okay. All right, here's what we got coming out. Uh, I picked books from August. So these are ones that were just announced. It's my birthday month. I know. Coming out in August. Come what on. Is, what is the date? August 7th. 7th. Okay. Uh, so this you'll, you won't be able to get this as a birthday present. Aw. You seemed really hurt that I had to ask the date. That's fine. Do you know my birthday? It's the 4th. Okay. Well, it is, but that was just a guess. No, it's uh, the 4th. <laughs> I know. Uh, Seeing Red by Sandra Brown. Uh, so Sandra Brown fans, I've never read a Sandra Brown. So, so would you say you're a Sandra Brown fan? No. Okay. Uh, number Are one, you New a York fan Times. Of red. Yeah, sure. Okay. Number one, New York Times uh, and USA Today bestselling author Sandra Brown delivers her trademark nonstop suspense and supercharged sexual tension Ooh, in boy. this thriller about tainted heroism, cold fury, and vengeance without mercy. Those three things have never been talked about before. Ever. Tainted heroism. Nope. So you got a flawed hero. Yeah. Never. Uh-huh. And then a cold yeah. fury. I've yeah. never heard of that. Yeah. And then vengeance. But yeah. there's no mercy with this vengeance. What if, so really plumbing new ground here. What Do you if plumb ground? In this series, in this book as well, yeah. there were two cops. And one's kind of like an old hat at the game. Oh, sure. He, he's on his way out. Yeah, and he's probably, new, he's probably partnered with somebody in, yeah. the same age. No, young. No, younger. But, no, no, no. But his partner's got to be a contemporary. No, younger. A younger partner. And get this, the wait, younger no, partner no, wait, 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 does wait, wait, wait. not do things the way the older partner wait, does. Wait, wait, wait. You got a grizzled, by the book, older uh-huh. officer and yeah. a young, new hotshot exactly. with her own way of doing it? Yes. I, I just huh? don't. I mean, they're not going to get along. Yeah. So there's going to be nothing to talk about in a book like that. What if we go through the newspaper and okay. find some, uh, some crime that's been happening on okay. like a regular basis, yeah. and then we just put that in the book, like a, but we make it a serial killer? A rip from the headlines. Yes! Serial yes, killer. Yes, a rip from the headlines. I love that. Huh. I love that phrase. I guess I'm just not seeing it. Nick like, Gunning and Eric Mickles introduce. I don't. Rip from the headlines. I guess I just don't see that there's a okay. that there's a market for that. Okay. So. All right. All right. Anyway, Sandra Brown fans, look no further than August, yeah. and you shall have this. Yeah. People looking for something new, though? August. I'll let, get the book you know, out. Let me ask you this. Are you, do you, have you read Robin Cook? No. Because I guess I would say, like, Michael Crichton... The, probably the next closest would be like is your that Robin what, Cook. Is, is he the one that writes the nano kind of stuff? Like nano. He writes. This is more like in the in the medical like. Who has the book called Biological? Nano? I think that's I think that's Robin Cook. Okay. Robin Cook wrote Coma, the which Michael Crichton directed the movie ah, of okay, Coma. Right. So like they're yeah. they're intertwined. But anyway, you might you might enjoy a Robin. Now Cook. we're cooking with. Robin Cook, the explosive new thriller from New York Times bestselling author and master of the medical thriller, oh. Robin Cook. Robin Cook returns in Charlatans. Mm-hmm. Let, let, tell me if, you, if you're excited about this. Ready? Newly minted chief resident at Boston Memorial Hospital, <gasps> Noah Rothhauser, is swamped in his new position from managing the surgical schedules to dealing with the fallouts from patient deaths. So far? In out? 
Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> known for its medical advances, the famed teaching hospital has fitted several ORs as hybrid operating rooms of the future, an improvement that seems positive until an anesthesia error during a routine procedure results in the death of an otherwise healthy man, in or out. You had me in when you used the word hybrid, okay. but then rooms put me out. If put it was out. hybrid okay. doctors... A little bit more. Okay. Noah suspects Dr. William Mason, an egotistical world-class surgeon of an error during the operation and of tampering with the patient's record afterward. But Mason is quick to blame anesthesiologist Dr. Ava London. Are you in or out, Eric? I'm back in. Okay, you got one more <laughs> chance. When more anesthesia-related deaths start to occur, Noah is forced to question all of the residents on his staff, including Ava, and he quickly realizes there's more to her than what he sees. A social media junkie, Ava has created multiple alternate personas for herself on the internet Ugh. with his own job and credibility now in jeopardy. <laughs> Noah must decide which doctor is at fault and who he can believe before any more lives are lost. Ooh. I'm back out. Oof. Yeah. Oof. This maybe would have been a hit in 2004. Yeah. Who are you? The woman I see before me or your Twitter account? Multiple no. multiple social media accounts, boy. Yeah. There's there's I a don't genius need friends. I genius need followers. right there if ever I've heard of one. Yeah. Okay, and finally, I Know a Secret by Tess Gerritsen. This is book number 12 in the Rizzolian Isles secret, secret. series. Are no fun. Secret secrets hurt someone. Thank you for that. No in the twelfth gripping novel featuring Jane Rizzoli and Maura Isles, the crime-solving duo featured <gasps> oh, in the Rizzoli, smash hit yeah. uh, canceled TNT series Rizzoli and Isles, are faced with a gruesomely staged murder. What was the show called? Of a horror film producer. Ugh. That sounds fun. Yeah. Okay. What was the Rizzoli and Isles? <laughs> that was what. It was. That was what it is. What? TNT only does shows with ampersands in the middle uh, of it, it so TNT. that's how you know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but canceled it is now then, canceled. Huh? It's now canceled. Okay. The book club in a few months though is reading. The Cancellation first, of Rizzoli No, <laughs> The Apprentice by Tess Gerritsen, which is the ah. first book that features both of these characters. Okay. So uh, that's coming out soon. This is coming out in uh, on August 22nd. I read the most recent one before this, Die Trying, I think it was. I read a couple of random Rizzoli and Isles, and I like them so far. Okay. So I might pick this up. All right. Uh, and finally, we got a large print option for you here, also coming in August. Mm-hmm. A House Among the Trees, from the beloved author of the National Book Award-winning Three Junes. The unusual bond between a world-famous children's author and his assistant sets the stage for a richly plotted novel of friendship and love, artistic ambition, and the power of an unexpected legacy. Mm -hmm. Eric, split split decision on this, not split decision, Mm -hmm. split second analysis Uh on that book. Right. Good, bad, ugly? Fine. That wasn't one of the options. Uh Ugly? Okay. All right. All right. Okay. A lot of ugly fallout. Okay. Uh, that's it. That's okay. what I got. Let's talk New York Times. All right. So this is the New York Times bestsellers list for this week for fiction? hardcover fiction. Fiction. Okay. It's hardcover fiction. All right. Uh, all right. Because we've been doing the... Uh, nonfiction, baby. The nonfiction. Uh, and I keep putting it out of my mind because I guess I hate reading the nonfiction list. But let's do it. Life's about doing things you don't want to do, and mine is reading the nonfiction list. <laughs> All right, what are you going to no, do? No, it's fine. We, I mean, this should really be called the New York Times bestsellers list for political Yeah, well, it's reading. the season. It, sure. Uh, number 10, Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. You read this. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, you want to read this? I do. That's, um, that's been off for a while. I think so. I guess it's bouncing back. Okay. Yeah. Number 9, Shattered by Jonathan Allen and Amy Parnes. So that's the examination of the Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign. Oh, sure. Eight. Killers of the Flower Moon. How did that turn out? The what? 
Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign. Number eight, okay. Killers of the Flower Moon by David Gran. Uh, so this is uh, the story of the murder spree in 1920s Look out. Uh, in Oklahoma yeah. that targeted the Native Americans Ooh. living there. And the FBI got involved and didn't do it effectively. Wow. Uh, number seven, The Vanishing American Adult by Ben Sassy. Yeah, where did they go? I can't find them. They're vanishing. Wow. Yeah. Uh, number six, The American Spirit by David McCullough. A uh, collection of speeches from the Pulitzer Prize winning okay. historian. All right. Number five, Hillbilly Elegy. Can't stop Hillbilly Elegy. 45 I'll tell weeks. You what. It's J.D. still, Vance. our copies are still on hold. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. This was a get. Remember, that we looked at uh, the best selling novels at the end of the year to see what was. Oh, the best gifts. Yes. Yeah. And that was up there. Yeah. Uh, number four, Option B by Sheryl Sandberg. Uh, experiences her husband's sudden death. Uh, sick. Okay. All right, new this week, number three, Theft by Finding by David Sedaris. David Sedaris, oh. Excerpts from the Writer's Diary of 1977 through 2002. I've never, I haven't read any of his just straight up journals, but I've read pretty much everything but Let's Talk Diabetes with Owls. Okay. I've read all of his other stuff. <laughs> number two, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, he just interviewed Katy Perry, or Katy Perry was just on his Star Talk show. Weird. He said everybody should be as curious as Katy Perry, but. I don't buy it. Uh, number one, Al Franken, Giant of the Senate uh, by Al Franken. So this is a memoir of the Democratic senator and former SNL yeah. writer and performer. That's right. Uh, most people don't know this about Al Franken. He is 12 feet tall. Is he really? Yes. So he is the literal giant. He's a giant. Of the Senate. Wow. Look uh, out, Hagrid. Yeah. When, it's, when it's his turn to speak. Every, Look out, Andre. It, it, well, Andre the Giant's gone. He passed away. Okay. Because he was so giant. Yeah. He, he was beloved. I know he was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so now we're back to the hardcover fiction. Let's do it. I bet this is going to get what I like to call a dad bump coming up on Father's Day. Oh, so okay. All the ones you're going to get for dad, right. I recommend. I thought you meant like they're about three months pregnant and the dad has like, he's starting to show. He's, he's showing. Yeah. So we're talking about the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Junior, repairing him with Danny DeVito. Ugh, I guess. Is that what we're talking about? Do you want to talk about that movie? No. On the topic of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, classic movie Twins. Uh, What's happening? Coming out with a sequel. Oh, geez. Triplets with guess who the triplet is. Is it... Hold on. Is it somebody that's set, like, was famous the same time Schwarzenegger was Yes, it was sure famous? was. It sure is. It's not Stallone. It's not. It's not Dolph Lundgren. It's even better. It's better. Not an action star. Not an action star. Not an action star. So it's not... Uh, I'll give you a hint. <laughs> no. It's Eddie Murphy? Sir Eddie Murphy joining Triple. Eddie Murphy's been knighted. Yes. He sure has. The first non-British the very uh, first. citizen yep. Yep. to be knighted yep. was Eddie Murphy yep. for his work in Beverly Hills Cop. Three. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. The, okay. This all came up because I think we're going to see a Father's Day bump here. Right. Which could be why Born a Crime is up there, because dads love The Daily Show. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, number got? 10. Testimony by Scott Turow. Okay. Number nine, same beach next year. Sounds good. Number eight. Wait, who who wrote that? Dor- oh, sorry. Uh, Dorothy or... Dorothea. Dorothea Benton Frank. Uh-huh. Number eight, The Fix by David Baldacci. Hey, we're just going to start at David Baldacci. Split second by David Baldacci for the Page Turners Book Club coming up. Exciting. It's going to be my first Baldacci. Nice. I've tried many times. Right, I always put true. it down. Yeah. Don't like his writing. Okay. This is going to be this is it. a tough one for me. <laughs> number 
Number seven, 16th Seduction by James Patterson. And Maxine Theodore. <laughs> I love Theodore. the title. I love yeah. the title. So I like ma- to imagine that, like, so many seductions. by the 11th Seduction, yeah. they're getting kind of, like, desperate with what they do. Yeah. Like, hey, I, I went to the pet store today, and I was going to get you a turtle, but all they had was hermit crabs, yeah. but they didn't have shells. So I, I got you a shell this hermit crab. I don't crab. know why this is working, but... <laughs> It sure is. Okay. Was that enough, though? Uh, oh, I no. <laughs> Five more seductions to go. Uh, Number six, Baron and Le- Lethian. Okay. Luthian. Okay. By J.R.R. Tolkien. The oh. love of a mortal man oh, yeah. for an immortal elf, was, which figures in the Silmarillion. Silmarillion. is part of the backstory of Lord of the Rings. I, oh, so this is it, wow. I guess? Okay. Man, I tell you what, Christopher Tolkien must be like every single thing. Like his dad wrote a grocery list, and he was like, hmm, must spin this off into a Lord of the Rings prequel. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) With apologies to Christopher Tolkien. Sure, yeah. The the third age of looking for wheat bread in a Walmart. (laughs) Woo! Where has all the wheat bread gone? (laughs) I'm trying to find this, and I can't even find it. What? I want to look at this up. B-E-R-E-N. B- and okay. L-U-T-H-I-E-N. Okay. I see it. There you go. I see it. There's two people, one person on a horse, another person looking at yeah. him. Very Pain, gray. Painstakingly restored from Tolkien's manuscript and presented for the first time for a fully as a fully continuous a and standalone story, the epic tale of Baron and Luthien will reunite fans with The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings with elves and men. A lot of the Dwarves new Tolkien books that we've that have been yeah. found and reprinted have very drab covers. They do, yeah. And I've never really thought Floor of the Rings is drab. Yeah. Green. Yeah. It's exciting. Lush. Yes. Lushy. Lush even. Okay. Number five on the New York Times bestsellers list. No middle name by Lee Child. This is a collection of Jack Reacher stories. I think and it's Herbert. Yeah. Jack Tom Herbert. Tom Cruise is just like going Jack to Herbert which Reacher. One? Which I'm one? I'm sure it is. Yeah, I'll be in the mummy so. too. Yeah. If <laughs> if you had green like Jack Reacher five. Yeah. Number four, Nighthawk by Clive Cussler and Graham ah! Brown. Yeah. It's I guess I don't hawk. think a Nighthawk would be making a lot of sounds because they're nocturnal hunters and they want to give away their presence. Well, maybe that's the thing. Maybe they throw their voices. Ah, oh, okay. And it's okay. night, and you're like, I heard yeah, a hawk the chipmunk from over looks there. to his left. Yeah. <laughs> Boom! Then bam, the right. he's gone. He's yeah. totally gone. Poor chipmunk. Yep. Uh, the Numa crew races the Russian and the Chinese oh. in a hunt for a missing American aircraft. These are just kind of like, I, we used to talk about how exciting these covers looked. And this is like a falling space so station. So we, we got a new Clive Cussler. But it's not the exciting adventures that What's I it called? Nighthawk. No, oh, that, okay, that's Nighthawk. Okay. Number three, Dragon Teeth by Michael Crichton. Yeah, you're right. That cover blows. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Well, Michael Crichton's back on the New York Times bestsellers list. With Dragon Teeth, With totally Dragon Teeth. written by Crichton. <laughs> you think somebody else wrote it and just put Michael Crichton's on? No. <gasps> what if they start doing that? I'm suspicious, all right? I'm yeah. suspicious okay. of this title. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, number two, Into the Water. Why do, I keep ha- having the, the song... Under the boardwalk. Oh yeah, come in my head when I hear "Into the Water." Are you like, a big Otis Redding fan? Into the water. Yeah, it's a sequel. It's the unreleased. It's the unreleased sequel. They yeah. just found because they were at they were they under the boardwalk. Otis Redding's Michael Crichton's wife found this in Otis yes. Redding's personal files yeah. and put it out there. Yeah, they're like okay, we've been under the boardwalk. Yeah, the water looks so great. It does Let's go too. Into, into the water. water. Yeah, we'll be having some splash <laughs> into the water. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and some corned beef. So yeah, hash. this is the number two. It's been five weeks. 
Uh, it was at number one. Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah. Who do you think has the power? To Grish. Knock... Grishy Grish. No. Camino number Island. Number one. Come Sundown by Nora Roberts. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Years after she was kidnapped, a woman returns to her family's Montana ranch. Come Sundown. Yes. Come Sundown. All right. Montana's ranch. I thought that was going to... Okay. Yeah. Go on. That's it? That's it. That's it. That's it. Come Sundown. Did I already tell you about how Montana has all those dinosaur... Yeah. Yeah, and very lax speed limits, I'm I'm told. Really? Or lack of. Okay. Yeah. That's that's how a lot of the dinosaurs that lived in Montana went extinct. Okay. They just they wouldn't stop going. I imagine they couldn't find work. It's just a big expanse of nothing. That didn't help, yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, it's actually uh they've got a dinosaur trail there. You can go through all the uh they got a trail so you can visit like the twelve dinosaur museums in town. Yeah. In I, in, I say in town, but yeah. in the state. <laughs> I know you said in town. So. All right, so that's it for the New York Times bestseller list. Anything yeah. on there that you're excited about reading? You love Jack Reacher, Never Go Back to the Movie, so I imagine you're probably going to pick not. up these short stories. I did not. That was definitely me being a friend. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, that's true. You're a friend? You said Jurassic World with me. I did. Yeah, it usually works the opposite way. When you see a movie that I want to see, neither of us like it. When we see a movie that you want to see, yeah. we both like it. Yeah. So I don't really. Yeah, I don't want to. Like I, I don't want you, that to go to my head. I feel like but. I owe you some stuff. Although <laughs> I, I liked the Mummy all right, and you apparently did not like the Mummy, the new Tom Cruise Mummy. I we should have talked about this in a bookmark. Sure. Because, yeah. But we can talk this about is a it total now. Bookmark. But we both did see the Mummy. We did. And I was liking the Mummy. Okay. Uh, it started off slow. Mm-hmm. Uh. Basically, because Russell Crowe was there. Anytime Russell Crowe was on screen, everything stopped. Yes. But once Time we got stopped. to Tom Time Cruise having his adventure in, yeah. uh, in Iraq, was it? Yeah. Because it was modern, mm, it was modern day whatever. Mesopotamia. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like, that was fun. And basically, it was as soon as Russell Crowe and yeah. his uh, pet... Oh, yeah, that middle, uh, that middle scene where yeah. he's talking to Russell Crowe was like the Avengers 2... Let's go to Hawkeye's house for forty-five minutes. Scene to me, yeah. Everything Except, just like, pauses. No, without any character introspection whatsoever. Right, nothing with no so, no development at um, all. But it slammed the brakes on the movie. So it it just kind of, and then like, look, it, I get on paper where they're like, let's lock in Russell yeah. Crowe as Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, but then yeah. he just did nothing yeah. with it. It was like yeah. somebody doing a Russell Crowe impersonation. A f- <laughs> uh, uh, what? Oh, you were about to say. Russell Crowe is definitely not... He doesn't not... look great in the movie, no. but we don't have no. to go into details. No. Uh, but it was not It was not, you an, know impressive, what? Maybe, not an impressive maybe Mr. That's Hyde why at all. We, we, they cast him as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Because it looked I, like there were two I, of them on screen. He was Dr. Jekyll. He just had this stupid middle part of his hair, and he was just like, oh, yes, hello. Uh, my name is oh, Dr. Duh. Jekyll. I yeah. shall have some tea, because I am Dr. Yes. Jekyll. Is that I'm, a mummy? I'm a patient. My goodness. Fine, man. How old is that mummy? And then as soon as he's Mr. Hyde, he's like, oh, yeah, right, love. Yeah, yeah you bit of Tom Cruise. Get over here. Come on, we're <laughs> punching the face. Yeah. It was just like, that's it. That's ah, what we're doing. Hell. He's either upper crust British or like yeah. super cockney. Yeah. That's all the difference between Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. His but hair, I, his hair, loses up when he's done. When he's Mr. Hyde. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, like woo. as he's turning, he, he his hands yeah, go he through just, his hair. It's like, like oh, go, go, bet, get rid of this middle part. Yeah, yeah. Not, not a good. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to that movie at all. I don't not think, at all. I don't think they're planning to do a movie after this. I should hope not. Um, but, but anyway, I still, I would still give the Mummy a solid like B because I thought it was a good, mm. fun action. I felt like. I like that Tom Cruise was playing kind of a jerk instead of like, you know, a, a stoic hero. 
I liked yeah, it. I guess I've always kind of thought of him as playing jerks. Okay, but... Though, not, like, not villainy jerks. Yeah. And he was kind of a villainy jerk yeah, he was. for a while. Yeah, he was. Um, it, I just felt like the middle part just sucked all the air out of the room. It did. It was and hard so to get it back. even the, the third act, where it was back to, like, yeah. oh, yeah, we're doing a Mummy movie, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Like, I felt like that couldn't really pick up like the pace that the beginning had done. Yeah. And I liked where the beginning was going. Yeah. Because it kind of had like a gothic horror sensibility. It seemed like yeah. it was going to go like, oh, we're going to do creepier. We're going to do like lower scale action. And then it... I don't get the focus. like universal negative response to this movie though. I don't think it deserves that. I don't know. I guess I don't know it's what people drag. were expecting. I guess, it was... I guess here's the thing. Like, back, like think... Like back... In, like, the 90s. Sure, I if remember. critics didn't, like... It was rare that critics liked big-budget movies. Yeah. Like, big-budget, like, genre pictures. Yeah. Like, if they didn't like Jurassic Park or they didn't like Indiana Jones, then it was no big deal because they, yeah. they preferred yeah. other films. But now, the people reviewing films are people our generation. Yeah. You're in mine. And we grew up watching that stuff. Yeah. So I think it's just one of those things is, like, yeah, when, like, the 99 Mummy movie came out, people were like, this movie's fun and exciting, and yeah. we liked it because there wasn't anything like it. Yeah. And now people reviewing films like, yeah, there's a new, mu- but why? And we ha- and we have a better mummy movie yeah. to compare it to. Definitely, I, we have a better mummy mummy movie. I'm with you right there. And I just kind of feel like it's it's being panned because now the franchises are being rebooted faster, and so yeah, if if like if this movie had come out 20 years from now, you know, mm-hmm. then our kids would be reviewing it and I, wouldn't be comparing it to I them. still say that it's it's a fun movie to watch. And I say go for it. Okay. And you wouldn't recommend people see it? I don't... I guess right. I wouldn't. I guess... I feel like most if most people who want to see The Mummy, yeah. they're going to see it anyway, yeah. depending on the review. But if you That's didn't true. care, I guess I would just be like, nah, just, just watch yeah. the Brendan Fraser 1999 Mummy instead. Or... Go back and watch the original ones, because those yeah. are supposed to be good. Yeah. Well, cast and crew of The Mummy, if you're disappointed that nobody is watching your movie, then I have an author of a book here who might uh, share that pain with you. So, Eric, hit, okay. that, hit that music. Lonely Arts Book Club with Nick and Eric. It always just... Lifts my spirits. Right. You know? Yeah. Just hear Ben and his, his little yeah. guitar singing his tiny little heart out. Yeah. It's Not rough, that he's small heart. It's rough for me because I have to go through, like, a Get Smart-like security system. Yeah, you do. Uh, to the get whole to thing. the, uh, the play button. Yeah, the original. So, yeah, the file's under lock and key. We don't want that yeah, at all. Yeah, I have to go through well, vault doors that are shutting too soon and just... Yeah. I've never seen Get I'm Smart. I'm with you. It's a gr- <laughs> I love Get Smart. It's a great show. Movie? The movie's okay. Okay. The movie's not good like the show, but it's funny. In the, the Rock's in it. He is in it. The Rock's very good in I it. I think that was part of anyway, his getting out of movie jail. Long time, long time listeners know exactly what the sound of that music means, but if you are joining us for the first time at episode 95... Feels like the first time! And you managed to get through that talk about Dark Side in the beginning and you're still here with us, God bless you. And here's what we're about to do. We should mention it's spelled Dark Side... D-A-R-K-S-E-I-D. I am racking my brain for a reason why we should mention that, and I can't come up with anything. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so as you as uh, you know, the David A. Howe Library is the largest library in Allegheny County. We've got, oh. we've got the stacks downstairs. We're able to keep things that okay. other libraries don't have the, the, the capacity, capacity to keep. So that means we've got a lot of stuff in our collection yeah. that hasn't seen the light of day in quite a long time. <laughs> One such example is... The Heisman's Pets. Heisman's by, Pets. By Miss Kate Wilhelm. Right. 
Have you heard of this book? No. Have you heard of this author? No. Kate Wilhelm is a Hugo and Nebula Award winner. So sooner or later, you're going to get to one of her books. Really? What does she want? And understand. Uh, well, let me tell you a little bit about Miss Kate Wilhelm. Uh, let's see. Her first published short fiction was The Pint-Sized Genie in the October 1956 issue of Fantastic. Okay. The next year, her first accepted story, The Mile Long Spaceship, was published by In Astounding Science Fiction, and 10 of her speculative stories were published in 1958 and 59. Okay. Her debut novel was a murder mystery, More Bitter Than Death, no. and her science fiction novel debut, The Clone, by Wilhelm and Theodore L. Thomas, was a finalist for the annual Nebula award okay so let's see what she she, i don't know let's see what she won this for i can't tell you i don't know (laughs) i I thought it it. yeah i thought it would be right here but it's not so why don't you go ahead and look that up and i'll tell you a little bit more about the story that we're dealing with today now the cover of this heisman's pets uh we have i guess a puzzle it's a puzzle and it has some missing pieces and that's where we have our our title and author listed and then below that we have the old man face and a couple of random faces behind him and a lovely house looks like one down downtown here in wellsville actually yeah uh we have a forest so looks like an old uh or like i don't know an 80s cover of a sherlock holmes yeah yeah it does so the top is clearly a jigsaw puzzle and the lower you get on this on the page the less it seems like that Mm -hmm. uh what are your what are your reactions to the cover it's actually kind of interesting. I think it's interesting, too. The face, I, I don't love. Yeah, I don't love the face, but <laughs> the eyes are very, like, it's drawing you in. The spine is the most boring thing I've ever seen. Just one solid color. Uh, <laughs> black font. Not yeah. very interesting. The yellow is, yeah. It's, yes. It's very so dull. this novel, original cover price, fifteen ninety five, came out in 1986, was added to our collection that very year. Hmm. Uh, there is an old stamp, a place in the back. I see no stamps. Um... It's in pristine condition, though the spine does seem a little off. I don't know whether this book has ever been touched or not. I'm leaning towards no. It really seems like Mm -hmm. no. Uh, So this could be a true Lonely Heart book right here. Uh, You finding anything on her awards? Yeah, she won uh, the Nebula Award for Best Short Story for Forever Yours, Anna. Okay. And I just wouldn't have recognized it because I've been focusing on the novels, not the short stories. Uh, she won the Hugo uh, for where the lady, where the late sweet bird sang. Where and, late the sweet bird yes, sang. And, yes. And uh, I haven't, I didn't recognize that. You one. haven't gotten that far. So I must, but I must. I'm okay. Be reading yeah. About full it, so. novel came out in 1976, so 10 years before this guy. Yeah. Um, let me, me give you the. We're talking about. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Let me give you the inside cover. Okay. Are you ready? The inside scoop. Yes. Stanley Huysman was a brilliant geneticist, winner of the Nobel Prize for his work on plant clones. He was also famous for experiments in which he seemed to drastically raise the intelligence of chimpanzees. But the later work was dismissed by the scientific community as mere sensationalist hype. And his studies of twins, in which he proved ESP powers... Schwarzenegger film? Yes. Were seen as a wrong (laughs) turning late in life by a once brilliant mind, like Edison and his attempts to communicate with the dead. Okay. Wait, what? So was... Edison tried to communicate with the dead? You know what? I think I've heard something about Where that. Where is that? Why isn't that movie being made right now? Wasn't there Why something... isn't Daniel Day-Lewis playing a later day uh, <laughs> Thomas Alba Edison trying to talk to the dead? 
In the last decade of his life, Huseman's research was conducted in the utmost secrecy. All that anyone, even his wife, knew was that the government was funding his work. When he died, the work was carried on by his longtime assistant on a rambling estate in rural Pennsylvania. He's a rambling man. And now the legacy of that work, shrouded in mystery and spanning more than 15 years altogether, is affecting the lives of a strangely diverse group of people. Drew Lancaster thinks he's going to write Huseman's biography. By the time he knows what's really happening, he'll be involved far too deeply to pull out. Pat Stevens, Drew's ex-wife, works for a senator who sees political uses in Heisman's pets. But when she gets closer to the truth about the effect of the experimentation on its subject, she's not certain whose side she really wants to be on. Arnie Sorby's, this is not a good synopsis, and I apologize, folks, (laughs) is a loner, a counterfeiter trying to retire, but an accident, or is it really an accident, involves him with someone else's problems. Oh, there's more. Leon Lauder in the Secret Service, but he's not sure whether the people he's chasing are the real criminals. Then there's Michelle Matthews, Lisa Robbins, and Franklin Silverfox, all of whom feel compelled to seek out a place they've never seen. Do... Dude, does the Secret Service chase after people? I think it does. I thought they would just... No, it doesn't. It no, doesn't. that would be the FBI or the CIA, The legacy right? has already changed their lives and the lives of countless others in a subtle, irrevocable way. Their story, told with sensitivity and elan by award-winning hey, author Kate Wilhelm, is a profoundly moving novel that will remain with you long after you've turned the last page. Man, that synopsis remained with me for about 15 minutes That's while true. I read it. Yeah. Hey... You know what trope I miss? Tell me. I miss the 90s trope where you'd have an investigation going on, <laughs> yeah. and you'd have somebody from the CIA come in and is like, CIA, we're taking over. And yeah. then somebody from the FBI would come yeah. in and like, FBI, this is yeah. our case. It's all and then, jurisdiction. Like, they, they don't get along. They're like fighting each other. They sure so, like, don't. But we're following our heroes who are being framed or something. Okay. But like, we also cut back every now and then to like the C story, which is these two agents of different agencies like yes. getting over it. Like maybe they get stuck in the same door and they're like, you go first. I'm going first. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. I miss that trope. And that's all I could think about while you described that book. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. Um, I'm not I'm not taken by that synopsis. Yeah. I like, I guess when you break it down and there's yeah. like the secret secretness of his work and yeah. now people are trying to figure out what that was and yeah. he's gone. I could see you mining some good story mm-hmm. out of there. Whoever wrote this blurb, mm-hmm. I hope that they were fired yeah. for this. Right. I mean, I hope they bounce back and learn from it. I right. don't want them to be poor yeah. or destitute or something like that. Yeah. But the writing of that synopsis did nothing for anyone. Yeah. See, All now right. that synopsis, all I was thinking about was a guy going like... <laughs> CIA, FBI's here. Yeah. We've got this undercover. You guys s- are a bunch of jokers. And the CIA's like, uh, intelligence is in our name. Wow. It's our middle name. You have a, a vivid imagination, my friend. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to skip the prologue because I don't think it helps anyone. Chapter one. <laughs> what? Really? Uh, boy, this is bad, too. The road was a wet black snake slithering through the dense Ooh. forest in upstate New yeah. York. Already, I find that yeah. imagery... Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Unnecessary. Yeah. The rain had stopped, but the trees dripped, and pools of water gleamed on the serpent's body, yeah. really doubling down with the snake talk. Yeah. Treacherous spots that could be smooth and level, or could be potholes. And it was mm-hmm. damn cold. July, Clay Mosby kept thinking in disgust. It was July, and mm-hmm. it was cold. He slowed from 25 to 20 and leaned forward to read names on the mailboxes. Uh, that had just appeared in a cluster. He was looking for Jay Rissell. Mm-hmm. He had lost faith in Jay Rissell just a couple of miles after the turnoff. Ha! Right. An animal scurried across the road, and he slowed down again. He did not know what it had been. Right. Do you feel that you understand that he didn't know what it was by yeah. me saying he didn't know yeah. what it had been? Yeah. Okay, so you understand that he saw something, he doesn't know what it is. Okay. Do you need to know more? Mm-hmm. A possum? 
Right. A woodchuck. Oh, jeez. Raccoon. Animals belonged in zoos with nameplates in front of their cages, for heaven's sake. No, that's not true. Another bunch of mailboxes stood at attention by the side of the road. The third one said Jay Rissle. Yeah. He slowed again, this time looking for the driveway. First one after the boxes. Right. If he didn't find the place soon. 63 Main Street. At attention, sir. <laughs> 64 Main Street. Boy, Pixar, right? Pick yeah. that up. Attention, boys! From the world of cars, yeah. yep. mailboxes. Oh, jeez. Uh, he would not find it at all this day. It would be dark <laughs> in half an hour. It's not dark yet? What are you complaining about? Oh, hey, my cousin's a P.O. box no one down in <laughs> No one could find a thing on a road like this once it got dark. Right. Black trees, black road, rain, wildlife to claim the road as soon as the light failed. Maybe bears and dangerous stuff like that. Right. Who knew? Woo! I don't like this book. I'm sorry, man. I don't like this book one bit. Let me treat you to the image of yeah. a, of I, a CIA agent okay. putting the phone down, right. yelling, all right, yeah. we got Stronach. Yeah. We saw him at a coffee shop downtown. Yeah. Let's go. I'm driving. And the FBI agent then goes, how are you going to drive if I have the keys? And then they fight over the keys, yeah. and it actually gets thrown yeah. down the sink drain. Oh, great. Yeah. Now we're walking. Thanks <laughs> yep. a lot. And then, Me, it was your fault. Yeah, and then oh, we cut. right. And they're jogging yeah. down the street, yeah. breathing heavily, yeah. trying to get to the main street before, yeah. before they yeah, got there. Yeah, by the time they get there, they're like, yo, the loss of my dad hit me real hard. Yeah. Oh, I understand, Steve. <laughs> A similar thing happened yeah. to me. You know what? You're not so bad. Yeah. Let's investigate this old man's work. Yeah. Uh, if I were to review Look, this that's book, the thing. This book has... Just thinking of this bad well, 90s the, trope. The way that it's poked the flames of your imagination. That's true. I think, and that's what really, literature is supposed to do. It. If I was going to review this book in the mm-hmm. style of this book, I would yeah. say uh, the, the, the lower middle-aged man picked up the book. He read a few verses, knew he didn't like it. Yeah. Was it the bad writing? Yeah. Bad was writing it, belonged on his tax returns. Poorly executed imagery. <laughs> yeah. Was it the constant lists? It was hard to say. List belong on his refrigerator, telling him what groceries to get. Uh, Where was he going to get his groceries? Okay. Walmart, Tops, Market Basket. I mean, market Basket's a regional place. <laughs> I'm going to dive in. There used to be a Market Basket in uh, around here. Fillmore used to have one. Really? True story. Market Basket's a New England chain. Well, what do you know? They, they must have tried and like, forget it. Tried to branch out. Shop. We're done. All right. I'm going I'm to dive in a little Tops bit more. Tops broke too many knees. <laughs> dive in a little bit more and read you some dialogue. Oh, jeez. Uh, okay. You have reached Mrs. Patricia Stevens' residence. This is James the Butler speaking. Are you oh, I didn't know your I was, answering machine voice? I didn't know I was... <laughs> Bear town. <laughs> I didn't know I was reading as a butler. Let me try again. Okay. You've reached Mrs. Patricia Stevens' residence. This is James the Butler speaking. Oh, boy. May I be of assistance... There was a silence and a throat clearing, then a male voice. Uh, may I speak with uh, Mr. Drew Lancaster, please? Just a moment, sir. In the event that Mr. Lancaster's on the premises, who shall I say is calling? Uh, Leon Louder. But he doesn't know me. Just tell him. Drew hung up. Indeed, he did not know a Mr. Leon Louder and had no desire to meet a Mr. Leon Louder and certainly did not wish to speak to a Mr. Leon Louder on the telephone. He left the apartment. Behind him, the phone started ringing. You really don't have to go to Washington, Florence has said. Most of the articles are here, and the few that we don't have copies of, we can reorder. Okay. Look. Again, Leon Louder. Mr. Leon yeah, Louder. I, while you were reading that, I once noticed that, one, you have a new uh, Wonder Woman action yeah, figure. Yeah, I added the Wonder Woman up there. Yeah, yeah so that, that's cool. That, yeah. made, that made that easier. Yeah, good. You're looking for something in your drawer. Oh, you've got your Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman pop, uh, figure. pop figure in. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Go on. Can we end this with the idea that the movie's over? Yeah. The guy cleared his name. Yeah. We cut back to the C story. They're like, hey. Yeah. You, you do pretty good in the CIA. He's like, you did pretty good in the FBI, right? Yeah. And then there's a new case called. And they're like, okay, I'm driving. He's like, no, no. I insist. I'll drive. And like, well, I'd rather take my car. Yeah. And then. Alter- right? Alternatively, what if it was a new case is called and he's like, why don't you drive? No, no, no. I insist. Yeah. Okay. You drive. Yeah. It's like, and no. Then it you drive. And they're like, you drive. The FBI I'm from the is CIA. nothing if not courteous. You're drive. You're going to be Get the one the that drives. Get, Get in the car. Get in the car. Get in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess I would I would read that story <laughs> before I would read Boysman's yeah. Pets yeah. by Kate Wilhelm. Yeah. So. I'm imagining the person who you got Sinbad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sinbad, and then uh, Sinbad is the FBI Patrick agent. Warburton, CIA Correct. Sinbad. So like old grizzled Sinbad. No, this is oh, in this the is prime. in the nineties. Nineties yeah. prime. This okay. is before first kid. So he, he doesn't have his first kid vehicle yet, but it's yeah. after House Guest. Yeah. And the person on the run, it has to, because it's a goofy, I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. it's, a, it could be a uh, a Chris Farley film. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, Chris 90s. Farley and David Spade work. are on the run. Oh, they're time, okay. They're, get the, this. they're the villains? No, get this. They're yeah. twins. Oh my Chris gosh. Farley and David Spade are wow. twins. Wow. And Chris Farley's the one being uh, framed for a crime, mm-hmm. and he goes to get his twin brother. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. And at some point in the movie, they try to do the twin trope. Yeah. Where they switch places. I love it. It's like, yeah, I'm him. He's like, but. Yeah. Because it's they funny. Because that happened yeah, no, all is, the time on like totally uh, two of a kind. It's totally funny. Uh, what's, what's the verdict <laughs> on Heisman's Pets? I don't. I want to watch this this Chris Farley film. Has so it made bad. you more or less excited that you're going to have to read where the late where late the sweet oh yeah that, sang. that's rough. I'll, that is a mouthful. When I read that, that, that book, I'll, I'll we'll have to talk about it. In we definitely will. Uh, compared we to definitely that, will. I'm looking at the reviews here on Goodreads, uh-huh. uh, and they're not bad. Okay. I got to tell you, they're not bad. Wow. Uh, seems like a pretty good. Here we got a five star review here. The book is light on the science and the plot isn't believable at all. This is a five star review. <laughs> Nor is it scary or original or particularly suspenseful it is however very funny well written and engaging i loved the 70s setting and the delightful characters this would have made a perfect 70s sci-fi movie for say chris walken Mm -hmm. and julie christie thoroughly enjoyed it so there's a there's a alternate opinion yeah so i don't know i guess listeners if you were touched by something in this book that eric and i missed uh, and to be fair, Eric would have completely missed it because he was writing this 90s uh, buddy cop story. Uh, no, no. The we cop can, we story. We can have it because we got it right here. Is, it's, it works because it's in small chose, pieces. I'm sorry that I chose the word cop story. Yeah. Um, if you if you want to read this book, we'd be more than happy to provide this. It's mm-hmm. right here. So if you want to come to the David the Howe Library, fine. Mm-hmm. If you want to go into another SCLS library, we'll send it your way. And if you read it or if you have read oh. it, please tell us. This is too funny. Please tell us what you think. Right. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. It's called Lookalikes. So I'm just doing this show alone now. No, hold on. It's called Lookalikes. I'll stop as soon as I tell you the the big twist. Uh It's called Mm Lookalikes. The person who framed Chris Farley is their hidden triplet brother. Eddie Murphy? I was going to say Chris Rock. Oh, Because he was in that. That's true. He's a contemporary. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. It takes the concept of twins. Yeah. Puts it on. What might have been. Yeah. What might have been. Okay, you'd watch that movie. This, 
Yes, I would. So I would say this book is on the low end of our Lonely Hearts book. Right. Not as fun as what dreams are everything. Dream, nothing. Dreams are never. Dreams are not enough. What was the last book called? The dreams 90s are not is, enough. Dreams are yes, not enough. The, the James Bond title over I, the historical sultry. Yeah, with the lady in the red satin yeah. sheets. I think I would read that one. Before, before this one? Before yes. I read this one. Yes. So, low on my list, but yeah. we have it here. I'm sorry. Right, I got, feel like I failed you we got it. with this one. I mean, I didn't fail hey, 90 movie producers. The, the reason you might be feeling that way is because you did. <laughs> but that's all right. That's You're all right. You're telling me I didn't bring any whimsy you, and joy. You brought tons of whimsy and joy. It, it wasn't welcome. If I could do time, an impression of all five of those actors, yeah. I'd act out that film right now. Yeah, but I can't is, do a This Chris is one Farley of many impression. times that I can be thankful that... Uh, yeah. impressions are not in your wheelhouse. I think I could do a Chris Tucker impression before I could do a... Probably. You just like have to, Chris like, Rock. yell. Yeah, but Chris, yell a lot. Chris Tucker didn't really, like, get on the scene until... Rush Hour. Rush Hour, like. yeah. He was in... Mo Money, Mo Problems, I believe, with Charlie Sheen. I think it's just called Money. Is it just called Money? I, I Maybe... Or more money? I don't I, think it's called more money, more problems. Okay. I know the one you're talking about. I ended up watching that film three times. You've seen it? On TV. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. It was at a car wash. It's money talks. Okay, money but talks, definitely yeah. the tagline was yeah, because yeah. at Charlie Sheen's wedding or uh, the engagement party, yeah, he's up there. He's like, "You're his first, his last, his everything." And yeah. one of the guys is like, "Is that Barry White?" Yeah. Okay. Well, let's watch it. Let's watch it. All right. Let's we're, watch Money Talks. We're gonna close it up on the uh, the Lonely Hearts Book Club sure, here. Yeah. So thanks for that. All right. And closing the book on uh, lookalikes. Yeah, I think the we will. Hilarious. Until you have a chance David to, to polish the script yeah. fully. Uh, so look, here's here's some things going you mean on. Paul's district Farley. I do. Yeah, uh, we got the summer reading program for all ages coming up. Uh-huh. Build a better world right. starts the 26th. What's your grand prize for teens? Uh, oh, I can't remember the time. It's a portable speaker. Yeah, but it's a nice one. Like and a high quality Bluetooth see through yes. speaker. I love it. Adults, you got the Nook tablet. Uh-huh. Kids got all sorts of stuff. It's like a array of prizes. Yeah. So that's yeah, going to be pretty we- exciting. There's weekly prizes yeah, for weekly the teen prizes. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to have programs and uh, reading challenges for all ages. Mm-hmm. I just got my bags for the summer reading program. Yeah, They're here right now. Thank you. First 100 adults to sign up, get a tote bag. Yeah. Uh, we usually run out, so yeah. sign up quickly. Boy. Uh, we have a new employee to welcome, Mr. Emmett Kirsch, joining us Hi, this Emmett. week. Hi, Emmett. As a, our special collections welcome curator. I can tell you he is, uh, he is right to work upstairs, which is the hottest part of this library, so I admire his dedication. Yeah. We did buy a fan, yeah. uh, so he's right on it. Going through the Bird Egg collection. So yeah. fans of the Bird Egg collection, which it seems like generations of children have seen this collection. Mm-hmm. Emmett's going through doing a full inventory of it. Mm-hmm. We're going to work out some plans to display it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the first project. So welcome, welcome aboard. Your new home. Welcome aboard, Emmett. We're happy to have you here. Welcome to the podcast, Maybe Emmett. Next time we're talking something historical, we'll have to pull Emmett on, introduce him we'll to the world. On the do a quick take five uh we got our last concert on the 15th june 15th the young sisters acoustic duo yeah. joining us they were here last year big Welcome hit in the young sisters yeah eric won't sing at all on the thing but uh that's true yeah uh, so that's our last Welcome one music on the lawn begins next week the 22nd Welcome to the lawn. every <laughs> every thursday through the summer the music on the lawn yeah. committee is that like a, six weeks or longer? yeah just about yeah it was a great array of bands yeah. opening up with the fools who were here last year were huge hits do we have that elvis impression happy to have them back terry buckwald back as elvis yeah we don't have enough lawn for terry buckwald as elvis just fans are gonna have to close on their their roofs of their houses with binoculars absolutely it was completely packed so terry buckwald is back shout out to you come on now i love it 
I don't know who that was. Yeah, that was no, it's not Terry Buckwald as Johnny Bravo, if that's what you're thinking. Yeah. He does play Elvis Presley. Yeah. Elvis Aaron Presley. Yeah. So that's going to be going on all summer. Yeah. Book clubs, as I mentioned, currently reading Whistling Past the Graveyard by yeah. Susan Crandall. Yeah. And Woman in Cabin 10, which yeah. Eric is going to join me on. So yeah. you can see the magic live in person when yeah. we discuss the Woman in Cabin 10. Boy. It's going to be hard it's in that be, book club. Not. It's going to be a lot of fun. Not doing the impression. It's going to be not a lot of fun. Not doing our, our. I know. It will be tough. It will be if tough. They, if any of them had listened to this, I feel like it'd be our responsibility to like do a stage version of I it think, in front yeah. of the book club. Yeah, do a dramatic reading. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. I, I shouldn't be doing the impression. I don't think so. that would be out yeah. of the question at all. Uh, hey, this, this is the only time I can talk about it because I forgot to mention it in bookmark. I okay. started watching Elementary. My Dear Watson. No, just the show Elementary. Oh, okay, Elementary. With Lucy Liu. Yep. Because I don't know mm. the, the guy who plays. Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy yeah. Liu go back to elementary school. It's like 21 Jump Street, only instead of Johnny Depp pretending <laughs> yeah. to be in high school, yeah. Johnny Lee Miller and a fully grown Lucy Liu go back pretend to be in the fourth grade to try to ferret out uh, parents who are drug dealers, and they know they have a fourth grade. Oh, my word. Yeah, similar to a kindergarten cop situation, but instead right. of going in uh, as uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger or the great uh-huh. Dolph Lundgren as teachers, Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Liu go undercover as students. Okay. So so that was payback for uh, lookalikes. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it sure was. Do you want to talk about elementary? No, I like it. It's so a great page-to-screen adaptation. Yeah, I don't normally like... Uh, I can't say the word correctly either. Procedurals. That was exactly right. I don't normally like those kinds of shows. Uh, Smart move not saying it again. Yeah. Because they're just dull to me. And yeah. there's there's no like... I don't watch shows like CSI okay. or... Uh, wow! Yeah. I don't watch those kind of shows because every episode is very like standalone. Yes. And that doesn't really connect with me. And okay. I don't... They're too dark. Too dark. But... Uh, the Sherlock characteristics of him, like, I connect. You did. And, like, the turning things on their head. Like, I haven't gotten to Moriarty, but I know it's played by the same person uh, by, uh, oh, I can't remember her name. She she played in, uh, ah, Domer. Natalie Domer. She, okay. she was in Game of Thrones. Okay. So I'm interested to see her playing Moriarty. All right. Um, it's just, you know, it's a weekly episode of, uh, of Sherlock and Watson All right. hijinks. Um, I like Sherlock give it a, shot. a lot, and uh, there is actually carryover so far. Like they do, like mention stuff. There's still that mentality of that type of show. Okay, you know, like oh, it's this killer because he yeah. was the first one they interviewed, but or it's this killer because they're a guest star, right? Yeah. So, um, well, good. I'm glad you're liking. It. And we yeah. got the whole series, right? Everything that's available. We're waiting we for have. the fourth. The fourth one's on its way, but yes, we're we're on the whole okay. series. I and we had there's. What? Are there is there a book series that spun off of that? I was thinking that they did do that. Elementary? I don't. Yeah. I think there's a series. Of I mean, books I know by there's author Conan Doyle. Oh, uh, about Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. But they're they're not set in the modern day, so yeah, that's not that's right. not the same thing. All right. Uh, well, I guess that's it then. Yes. So we'll we'll come back in episode ninety six. Remember to uh, I hope rate so. us. Yeah. What rate if we don't? us on iTunes. Follow us yeah. on Twitter at All the Book Show. Yeah. Facebook, you can find David A. Howe Public Library. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to chat. Eric, especially, if you want to call him on his direct line here at the library, he'll talk to you for hours about anything you want. Look, uh, personal I'm only problems or phone calls if it's to dark help side. flesh out the script for uh, lookalikes. Okay, what if they want to talk to you about the Dark Side Wars and about the usage of Dark Side in various media? In the like, Superman Justice League animated series? You'll accept that, those yes. calls. All right, so those yes. calls can be directed directly to Eric Mickles, Head of Youth Services. Uh, that's yeah. it for today. Yeah. Join us for the concert, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.